Podcasting live from San Jose, California. It is the Dad Bod Rap Pod. My name is Demon Carter, aka Dem One. One of your hosts. I am joined by Mr. Nate LeBlanc, who has on a chore coat because he's putting in work. Let's trap it. <laughs> it's uh, this podcasting, this talking about rap music. It's such a chore. <laughs> it's just like doing the dishes no just kidding love to be here good to see you damone um yeah. you know um a, a guest this week who i've been wanting to talk to for a long time someone who uh it was mm-hmm. a big part of the era when i first really got involved in uh going to shows and buying records and stuff mm-hmm. so um pretty cool um to connect with him and he was so full of life yeah great to see great to see uh rappers who have been around for a while still have the energy and vitality and we'll throw to that interview in just a bit but it's been a busy uh kind of season for rapping we had a, another one of these release fridays where a bunch of new shit came out uh wanted to check in with you about that nate um i'm starting to get into this now of like keeping up and in and in like and like in a cool way you know like there were years where i'm like i don't need to keep yeah, no, I, I'm like, welcome to 2017. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I'll, in past years, I would pick and choose. I would go, a bunch of shit came out. One of these things is for me. You know, I'm not, I'm not necessarily interested in things I'm not interested in. I think what uh, you learn is that like three or four of the things are for you, of the hundreds of things that come out, right? Yeah, yeah. After, after a while, after kind of getting tapped in. So uh, Friday was one of those Fridays where a bunch of interesting records uh came out um one that was really not a surprise because we heard uh a single from it before it came out but this live from the end of the world project with fat lip and blue um i don't know what i was expecting but it, it exceeded my expectations if, yeah it's a, if that it's a makes really sense. good record um it, fe- it felt like blue helped fat lip modernize a little bit there's like okay. a, a, yeah. a big posse cut on there with like alcoholics Huge. dudes and um money b opio, opio. Duh, like, this it's, is, it's called crack party make your dress yeah. if you want uh yeah with j row a kill the mc from uh j5 money b uh opio and del the fucking homo sapien yeah crazy like, crazy what? song like i was like walking down the street listening to it on friday and i was like if this had come out and like 1993 this would be the greatest song ever made like to have all those people in the same Mm -hmm. place at the same time um i guess blue would have been in high school or something i don't know Um, diapers yeah yeah um is he that young uh blue's a good 10 years younger than us okay um so anyway we uh 
it's a cool record um i had a weird like reaction when i tweeted about the gangster rap song all i said was there's an aggressive amount of record crackle on this song and i i I hold by that and it, it like got all these weird people talking to me like i don't know like what like they're like that's the uh fake record crackle on the 404 and i'm like no it's not uh, <laughs> if you don't think Madlib has any crackly records to sample like i don't know what to tell you yeah like, oh that's so funny but was that a critique or just an observation i saw it's it. an observation yeah it's yeah just, i don't think just, you were critiquing it there's there's well, I mean, you can't say anything these days, right? All I'm, all I'm saying is there's record crackle in a lot of songs. I have, you know, a fake radio show and there's record crackle on most of the records that I play. Cause... But uh, on the gangster rap tune, um, it's used in a particular way to create this kind of aesthetic feel. And I think they did something interesting on this record where I don't quite have the vocabulary for it, but it sounds all current and also old timey. In a, in a very interesting way. I think I would say nostalgic. Not nostalgic. Okay. It definitely has nostalgia vibes, but like not recreating the 90s. But like, here's something new based on some 90s aesthetics. But I will say this. Um, I was pleasantly surprised that Fat Lip has kept his pin game up. Mm-hmm. Like he's, he's, doing, uh, he's doing himself. He's not like getting outside of himself. But he has definitely kind of updated his style. He has this cool, like, um, I don't want to say offbeat, but he's kind of just a little bit behind the beat and this kind of talky, explainy style that he's doing that um, it really works on this record. Yeah, I mean, he's such a good rapper. And he what he has always been is a really good writer. Like, his, yeah. his rhymes are always really thought out. Um, so, yeah, I mean, just it's just fun. It's a nice record. It's a it's summary a record. record. Mm-hmm. Um, I instantly said it to some of my friends who, like, don't fully keep up with current rap. Like, I'm not going to send them some woods. Yeah. You know, it's like... Too much. It's, yeah, it's just, it's just like, th- we'd have to talk about why, and this is, like, yeah. it's dark yeah. and intense. It's just like, if you just want something to throw on, like, you know, there, there's always the proverbial cookout. It's like, if you're having yeah. a cookout, you could throw this on in the background. Oh, easily. People would be fully into it. It's both nostalgic and current. There's really good kind of moments on it. And uh, it's just like, it's just some some really good rappers rapping over like fun kind of summary beats. I just don't know what else people want. Absolutely. You, what more could you want? Uh, another standout joint on there I want to call out is Hollywood Celebrity, which um, has actual far side energy of all of these songs that are on this record it it actually seems like that could have been on lab cabin or something but um yeah super dope record uh implore folks to check it out another release that came out um over this uh weekend is by my favorite artist action bronson uh cocodrilo turbo um dropped and so if you listen to the show you know i i there's something about action Bronson bothers me I know he's really good and this is that record that I think just broke me in terms of like well I can try not to like this but it's not gonna work it's uh, so funny dude there's like yeah. a whole there's a laugh out loud hilarious line on every single song on every every song every yeah. song yeah it's, it's so funny it's goofy it's 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 funny it's goofy I, I almost hesitate to say this it, it combines these street sensibilities and like comedy in a way that um, the best E40 records would when he was really on his run. Um, 
Action Bronson is fucking hilarious. And if that really comes through on this record. There's a song called Tong Po. Uh, that's uh, just Tong like, Po is the bad guy in Kickboxer. In Kickboxer? Is that a Claude Van, John Claude Van Damme vehicle? Yes. Okay. Uh, okay. They famously fight with, uh, they wrap bandages around their heads and then they dip them in, uh, like, I think they put like a broken glass. Something, and then they put them in broken glass. Yes. And yes. it's okay. everywhere. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, so Tong Po is the bad guy. In, ah, okay. So that's that, what that, that, that's what you're, is, you're looking for there. Well, no sample stitch, and we'll, we'll talk about where we think the sample comes from offline. But uh, Conway has a has a brilliant uh, fucking When he gets into this. the Cuomo part, it's uh, so funny. So, so good. Yeah. So good. And, and I feel like Action Bronson is bringing that out. I think I Conway a lot of times can be really just super dark. He deals with drugs. He shoots you. A little uh, self-serious at times. I, I yeah, wanted yeah. this. I, like, I really enjoyed this moment of levity. It's like rap is supposed to be fun. Like it doesn't yeah. all have to. And I like dark stuff and I like serious stuff and I like arty stuff. But the whole theme of this week is like, this is a fun record. And I like, I'm, I'm fully into it. I've listened to it like three times already. It's a short yeah. record. Yeah. Br- Bronson doesn't rap as hard as he used to, but like who does? And like um, he used to really yeah, compress fair. a lot of stuff in and really like be out to wow you. And now he's just laid back. He's chilling. I guess the he's really into boogie boarding because of course he is. And oh, that's um, funny. so the something about the title has to do with like his manner of boogie boarding, which like <laughs> you can imagine like a swole action Bronson boogie boarding that the sound of that. Yeah. While like making fun of like you know Magic Johnson and like uh, oh, just man. saying the wildest stuff about girls and cars and food and drugs, it's just I don't know, man. It's just really funny. I'm like fully into it. Yeah, I I think uh, this record is is gonna sit somewhere um, in the better releases of this year. Also, a uh, Zambezi featuring Rock Marciano is is a really good record. Rock that to also me kind of lightens up a little bit and comes exactly. The theme. Yeah. It's interesting that um Action Bronson has kind of carved out this lane of um I don't I don't even have a great word for it, but he's not taking himself super seriously. Um yeah, nothing about this uh screams he's not necessarily trying to be a tough guy. He's he's trying to fuck your girlfriend and have a nice meal. That's 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 all you know what I mean, and make jokes about that. Yeah, um, and so, it, yeah. it's still good rapping. It's just not as good as he used to rap. It's more it's more spare. Like there's there's a lot more room in between everything. Is what I'm trying to kind of get at for people. It's it's not so well. I think I, I think he's he's I don't want to say beyond. He's not necessarily doing his like supreme clientele. Like he's not like. You know, it's like he's got, he's more focused on punchlines and imagery and like there's animal sounds and the ocean and all kinds of kinds of cool shit. Um, so, yeah, I it's one of those like, oh, I don't want to like this. But I do. I do like <laughs> it. I'm, not, I'm not here to I'm not here to front. Um, all right. Nate, you brought up a record that you're really feeling that I haven't peeped yet uh, called In Memory Of by YL. Talk a little bit about about that one. Yeah, I want to give a shout out to Andre G from Complex. Um, He wrote about this record in his Going Left column and talked about it on his Instagram stories. And I just happened to be in a place where I could just throw it on right then, which is always great. Um, So YL, uh, cats might know, he's um, 
he was the guest verse on Fly Pelican um, mm-hmm. by Fatboy Sharif, and he has a he has a pretty fast um, style, and he like rushes to the end of his lines. He's like always seems like he's like trying to like beat the clock mm-hmm. when he's rapping. And so what I what I I really like this album as like a formal statement. It's like every song is a minute or a minute and a half. There's just okay. huge soul samples that are kind of like beat up and dustified and they're not really even looped in many cases they're just kind of there they're just like big chunks of soul songs with this like really smoky atmosphere and then he does these like fast verses like just about his life like almost to a point of like a regular guy rap where he's just kind Mm -hmm. of rapping about things that are happening and so like there's tons of songs on the record but it's super short and so you just get all these different times of like kind of like a late 50s r&b to like a 70s soul to a couple things i won't name because we don't do that but i certainly recognized and like records that i like and i'm like oh the way they did that was really interesting with like beep um yeah <laughs> I, I just i'm i like love this record i think this record is great um and it's the first thing i've heard from yl where it's a full-length statement where i'm like okay i get it now you know what i mean okay. I, I love okay. that project for for an artist i'm like dude this is uh, okay like never do a second verse you know what i mean yeah i mean i think uh the tiara whack was the the proof of concept right it, that, it's like, actually interesting that you made that uh that uh, that thing because hers were exactly a minute in like an art project kind of way yeah, and totally. these are th- this is much more loose than that but it, i did yeah, think ish. about it when i listen to it i'm like she proved it can be done but this is i don't think they're doing anything by any rules i don't think they went into it going i'm only going to do one verse and every record has to be a soul sample this is just the project that they created but like i think i'm putting a more of a grid on it than they did because i need to understand it because otherwise i'd be like where the fuck is the rest of this song? <laughs> and like, are you going to make a beat? Or are you just like, are you Ghostface now? You're just rapping over whole songs? Like, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, yeah. it's like, but, but because it's consistent throughout the whole runtime, that's what I find really interesting about it. Okay. Well, definitely uh, looking forward to checking that out. Uh, one record over last weekend that I, I kind of gravitated towards, which I haven't heard too much fuss about is the new uh Raz Fresco Eric Wright R-I-G-H-T um record called Arm Leg Leg Arm Head. Raz Fresco had a, a sleeper hot album last year called Secret Words that he did with um DiBiase, which I thought was great. That's a good record. Um, I I really liked it. This record is different in the sense that um we know DiBiase to be uh busy his beats are very alive and and there's a lot of movement and things this is much more sparse uh which allows Raz Fresco's style which I would um he reminds me of all of the best parts of Lupe Fiasco like he's got a voice register and an energy of all of the best parts of Lupe Fiasco I want to emphasize that um, and he's kind of kicking the the five percenter kind of god body stuff, but in a in a new kind of updated way, which I think is um, is really interesting. So, for anybody who is a um, is a Wu Tang, you know, fan and all the disciples of that type of music, um, would definitely fuck with this record. I, I I really like what he's doing. It to me, one of the the fresh uh, new voices. Um, that are coming about rap music. Hopefully we'll get to uh, uh, chat them about these, but it, it's a short project. It's like a six song thing, which I guess is an EP or something. Um, 
And uh, in particular, there's a song called I Often Wonder Where Did the Love Go that is just fantastic. Like, get, gave me kind of like Lupe kick push uh, feels. It's such nice. a good hook. It's, he's got the bar. So um, that's kind of what I what I was uh, spinning uh, all weekend. Um, and then there's was Nate's uh, second favorite record of the weekend, which was Future. Uh, <laughs> I never I never liked you. Um, uh, which Nate says is mutual. He never liked Future either. Um, it is so, okay, here's what I'll say about this record. Um, I, I listened to it one time, it's whatever, it's not really for me and nothing that I'm gonna come back to. But do you find it interesting that Cat's kind of in our world? Like if you care about rap, you kind of have to have an opinion about, about Future. It's very interesting. I think there are other rappers in his lane that get ignored completely, but I find that rap nerds, feel like they have to weigh in on his releases. And I'm not, I'm not quite sure why, how, why or how he occupies this space, except it's he the greatest rapper alive. I don't know. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's huge, man. Like he casts a shadow over the whole thing. Like um, he's on the cover of GQ. He did, you know, album with Drake. He's, he, there was a time where he just couldn't miss if you like that kind of style. So, yeah, I mean, I, I get why people feel like they need to have an opinion on it. I, I personally don't. I just, he does nothing for me. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he's he's at the top of the genre. Yeah, it's, it's really interesting. And uh, I feel like there's, um, in the same way that you talk about Action Bronson, there are a contingency of people that are like, oh, it's not the same anymore. And I'm, I kind of listen to this stuff and I go, oh, I think it's kind of the same. I think you're just tired of it. I think you're just tired of it. I don't think it's like, oh my God, 2015 future was so much better. It's like kind of the same. It's just, I think rap fans, a lot of times you underestimate uh, when the element of surprise is gone. There's, there's nothing certain artists can do to surprise me anymore because you know their whole bit, right? Um, and for some rappers, it doesn't matter because their style is so durable. And for other rappers, it's like, all right, we saw what you could do. Um, it would be hard for me to sit through uh, another Gucci Mane album, for instance. I know what he can do. I, I like what he did at a time, but I can't. There's not enough there there. And that is my review of the future album. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, uh, but another record on the kind of opposite end of the spectrum uh, is this Oc. Occam's Blazer, Occam's Blazer record, which is Primrock and who? Uh, a bunch of jazz players whose names yep. I don't know yet. Uh, Fresh Kills is the the producer, and he's from Portland. And then there's yep. a bunch of a bunch of cats playing on it who are in another band. Um, I think it's Occam's, like Occam's Razor. Yeah, like Occam's Razor. I, yeah, yeah, butchering. Um, and yeah, you know, uh, I, I enjoyed this record too. It's very different from the other things that we talked about. It's not what I would call a fun record necessarily. It's like kind of dark, like uh, twisty, turny, literate. Um, yeah. That like the the way it's produced is like the horns are very thick. It's got a lot of atmosphere. It's a cool record. Like it should be like scoring movies you know it's like mm -hmm, it, it mm -hmm. is a movie as people say um so de definitely dug that record too listen to it twice like I, I i guess i just had a lot of time on my hands this weekend i'm about so to say you i you was supposed to be writing something <laughs> oh procrastination <laughs> listens got it got it uh one i wanted to run by you is did you realize that the clips's first album 
exclusive audio footage got dropped to streaming kind of with no fanfare it's it's like, on, I'm like here's my phone it's on spotify right now it's produced by the neptunes from 1999 that's crazy yeah. um no i saw i saw it only because of your tweet um because that's how i get my rap information uh our twitter account yeah exactly <laughs> i'm like nate must have posted this i don't know anything about it um that's really interesting and the timing is really interesting too like Pusha T, which we've, we've talked many minutes about, uh, just dropped um, It's Almost Dry. Um, and I feel like it's a very interesting timed record, although at this that... This is from back when it was wet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Oh, man, there's probably a couple jokes that I, that I will not make. Um, yeah, I feel like I want to peep it if nothing else, because the Neptunes at that time just could not miss. Um, they were really in, in their bag. Let me throw this out to you, Nate. Um, I saw a tweet that was like, uh, the Neptunes are better than Pharrell. Um, oh, that's fully true. Yeah. 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 Just, uh, you subscribe yeah that's, to that. a, that's a no, no question like that. Yes. Instantly. Yes. Better than the sum of their parts. Interesting. interesting and i don't know what chad hugo does it's like the Chappelle bit he's like i don't know what oats does but hall never made a hit without him you <laughs> know? like yeah, obviously yeah. pharrell has had many hits without chad but they're kind of cloying right like i don't i don't think chad's making happy i mean i don't know i have no idea but yeah um that's and that's an outlier kind of song it's not like all the pharrell songs are like that but yeah is, a, it a ta- a... is it a taste level um i don't know i think there's definitely it's it's tinged because that's when you first encountered the sound. I think from what I've heard, uh, Pharrell do post Neptune's. It's not terribly different. I mean, it, you know what I mean. It's not like he went in a completely other direction. Um, I'm a I'm a big fan. I, I consider him to be one of the, um, the truly elite producers left in this game. There's so many people making music right now, but uh, he's still even with his Pusha T record. My favorite moments are kind of Pharrell doing his negative space, um, his negative space bit. But I do want to hear this new record um, just to remember how Malice used to balance out Pusha T. Uh, I think I think they were definitely um, more interesting to me as a duo. So I'm, yeah, I'm interested to see uh, what this what this record holds. A, a quick music recommendation for people who want to test my Chad Hugo theory. I'm obsessed with this song he produced for E-40 called Beastin'. It's on a revenue retrieving day Even, shift. Yeah, yeah. And like, I don't, I, that's the only song I know of that's just produced by Chad Hugo. And I fucking love that song. So that's a, he gets a high marks for that one for me, but just them doing something together is weird already. And then this like huge triumphant, like widescreen surround sound beat is, is so good. I love that. Okay. Ah, man. I remember the title. I need to go back and, and run that. Um, yeah. So in, in summation, there's a lot of rap records. Uh, we told you which ones to listen to. Um, so you are welcome. That's what you expect here at the Dad Bod Rap Pod. Uh, and, and there's new records coming out. Uh, the person, that, our interviewee for this episode, um, has so many records out already and has so many records coming. Uh, I thought you were going to ask, Nate, your question about uh, how many hours do you think he's rapped? We, oh. We've talked about this before. Yeah, I, I, it's actually a, 
I don't know if he would know. Um, it's almost you need like an archivist to go back and like yeah. take every mixtape, every EP, every feature. Like, can that hip hop by the numbers guy? Yeah, I'm about to say where exactly. Uh, yeah, I mean, just we were talking in our group chat. We've been trying to track Planet Asia down for a li- for a minute here, and like we we definitely wanted to talk to him, and he it was it paid off. He's really interesting, yeah. and so, d- you you'll hear in a sec. I don't want to tip the interview, but. Um, yeah, he he must he must be in contention for of his generation having rapped among the most. Like you know, there's there's like little B and like uh, Viper and like people who just like rap like stream of consciousness. But Planet Asia is writing like songs, hot sixteens, yeah, two to three songs per ver- like verses per song for twenty, 20 years, twenty plus, twenty four, yeah, fucking. 10 albums a year something like that yep. like it's um, like, i'm not exaggerating that much it's a ton and if you take every ep and everything he did he has to be among the per, one of the people with the most rapped words i would be happy to be proven wrong on this but he has a ton and it's always pretty high quality uh, yeah i was gonna say and it's not just like asia yeah it's not just that he's he's rapping for rap's sake he's he's one of the few artists of his era that is still making uh, relevant music. And like a Merce. Like, like he's similar to a Merce in that way. Like where Merce, Oh, that's an interesting corollary. Yeah, yeah. and Merce did, did like, will literally be like, I'll, I rap for 24 straight hours for charity yeah. or whatever. And so he yeah. like takes it a little bit more in that direction of like proving it. Um, but like Planet Asia has a lot a lot of records and a lot of them are really good. And I just, I just, I like his music. I like, um, I think there's, things to take from each of his different eras and he's still absolutely. so productive and he's got crazy amount of work out there so yeah he's, he's a good rapper absolutely a good rapper for a really long time and we were fortunate enough to catch up with them so let's throw to it right now this is our interview with planet asia dead bod rap Pod. Dad Bod Rap Pod, every week we talk to people who are moving and shaping hip-hop culture. This week is no different. Joining us in Zoom, we have Planet Asia. What's happening, man? Ace, what's good, man? Shit. Yeah, I'm feeling out there. Uh, we doing all right. Where are you right now? I'm in Los Angeles, uh, California. Okay, okay. In the studio. There it is. Uh, greetings from San Jose. Um, let, let's talk about geography. We're from San Jose. We're kind of Bay Area cats. Um, right. You're from Fresno, which mm-hmm. I've always thought was an interesting place because it's like in the middle right. of California. Coming up as a rapper, did you find yourself being more influenced by L.A. rap, Bay rap, or neither? I really neither because it was everything was new at that time, so I wasn't I wasn't really looking at it like that. You know, mm-hmm. it was just rap, like you know. It, it, then it became oh they cursing they're cursing on records oh wow let's get this out there <laughs> they cursing on you know what I'm saying then you realize demographics later when you're a kid you're not thinking about demographics yeah yeah true that. especially at the time you're you're talking about who were yeah. who were the foundational MCs for you that made you want to to get into this Fat Boys and LL Cool J mm. 
Run DMC. I mean, that 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 whole first eighties Def Jam wave, that Rush Rush Management Tour wave. Yes. Yeah. Did you did you go to any of those? I was there. I was at the Fresh Fest in '86. Oh man, that's dope. That's amazing. Um, I've seen that. Yeah. When I was coming up, um, it was. The underground era and i always have thought of you fondly because you mentioned san jose in the yeah. first song i ever heard you on which is that uh peanut butter wolf song in your area I was about to bring that up. yeah um obviously is definitely right right and, and my man dj architect yeah yeah, yeah. You know what i'm saying uh homeless derelicts you know what i mean persevere Dave Dub, come on, man. You know, I, yeah. I, I know the whole thing. Rest in peace, charisma. Yeah. Man. Absolutely. Was Plan, was Plan B from San Jose? No, he was, he was from Oakland, I think. Plan B was from Oakland, yeah. But same same era, same time. Yeah. yeah. When, you, uh, when you were first coming up and making those initial 12 inches and projects, were you always touring? Were you doing the little underground tours? Did you play at, like... Um, Cactus Club, or did you play at a Maritime yeah, Hall? Place? I was about to say, I, he, he did play at Cactus God. Club. I was there. <laughs> Maritime Hall. Yo, Maritime Hall was like, that was like performing at the Garden for Underground Rapper. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Sure. Like, that was like your first taste of like 2,000 people at once. You know what I mean? Uh, I've seen everybody at Maritime. I've seen Outkast perform at Maritime. I've seen um, Red and Meth perform. I've seen just about everybody. Slick Rick. Jay-Z, everybody performed at the Maritime, man. Yeah, I have a lot yeah. of good memories from that time. Yeah. Um, that was fun. Um, I, this is something I've been thinking about when we were we, we knew we were going to talk to you. You have so many different projects, so many different producers, so many different flows, so many different rhyme schemes. How do you stay motivated? Uh, what, what, what we just talked about, um, just being, keeping my youth, my, my inner child, because the moment you lose that, then it's not fun no more. You know, yeah, that can't lose that, that. That's fair. Yeah. But but like, how do you, as someone who still has to like pay bills? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Someone who has to live life and be a be an artist professionally uh, to churn out have, projects. You gotta have a a, teen, a at least a teaspoon of I don't give a fuck in you. You know what I'm saying? You gotta have a that. Like whatever, whatever's gonna happen is gonna happen, you know. And that's the I, don't, I guess the I don't give a fuck part. Like whatever happens is gonna happen. I'm a, I, I make music for what I think is the dope shit, you know. And you can't really put a gauge on that because you gotta you have to make the music and put it out to see if, if were you right or not, you know. Yeah, yeah. So and like, itself is is the is the fun part for me. Okay. You know, like okay. how 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 people will perceive it when it when it when the music drops. How do you think you are perceived? Do you think a lot of people talk about flowers and shit like that? Like you've been around for a long time. Do you think you have the the respect, the flowers that are due to you for being in the game so long, so consistently? I mean, for what I do, yes. I mean, for uh, I I see the thing is I'm, I'm I've been here long enough to know what's smoking mirrors, you know, mm. what's like you know marketed. Da, 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 and what's genuinely being like so for what i do yeah I, I, I love the position that i'm in i know that the people that mess with my music genuinely mess with it not because i've been shoved down their throat or mm. my songs a million times on the radio or some shit you know 
Uh, I know if you listen to me, you have to go find. You have to go find me. <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, a couple of summers ago, you did an EP with Thirty Eight Special. She did a kind of series of EPs. Um, right. They're from Rochester. You're from Fresno. Um, can you tell us a little bit about? First of all, I loved that EP. I thought that was I thought that was some of your best uh, recent work, and I really enjoyed that project. So thank you. But can you tell us a little thank bit you. about how you guys connected? It's like it's a pairing that people wouldn't necessarily make off the top. Uh, I have to give that to my man Am Pacino uh, from from um, from uh, uh, Akron, Ohio. Um, down with the mob through Jacka, rest in peace, Jacka. He hooked me up with 38 Special, you know what I'm saying? Because me and, me and Appuccino, we always talking about rap music and just underground rappers and this and that and the third. And one day he just called me with 38 Special on the phone. And then when I, you know, I was already in New York all the time. So Special came and met up with me and we linked up from that. We actually have an album together that we haven't released yet. Okay. With oh. me and Rapper on the whole album. Yeah. So love to hear that. That's going to be some wild shit right there. Nice. And Rochester reminds me of Fresno. Like that whole up, uh, uh, upstate New York reminds me of like Fresno. Because it's like, you know, out, away from the big city, but it has this yeah. world. You know what I mean? Do you think that, do you think that gives you, you know, you talked about motivation. Do you think being from Fresno, kind of an underheralded city, does that give you a chip? Do you kind of come in like with the big, big city guys and be like, <laughs> what? I definitely had a chip on my shoulder when I came in the game about that. Like, uh, cause my whole thing is it ain't where you from, it's where you at. You know what I'm saying? Like, I like, I don't care where you're from. I like that ass up. Like being from New York don't make you dope. Being from LA don't make you a hardcore gang member. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Being from Oakland don't make you the best drug dealer. You have to participate. Right. You know what I'm saying? You have to participate. Just, you know, watching basketball ain't gonna make you a better basketball player. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You give a damn what city you come from. You could you Jordan could have been your next door neighbor, but if yeah. you ain't putting that work in, you ain't putting that work in. You know what I mean? Yeah, no. Look at it like dudes be trying to hide behind the, the what they city done did. Like, nah, motherfucker, you you're talking to the wrong person. If you if you put your city before what you do, I'ma piss you off. Facts. I'ma piss you off for real. It's like don't come to me with. What your city did, nigga. What did you do? Because I'm a Grammy-nominated artist. That's yeah. how I hit those. You know what I'm saying? From the underground. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, did you take meetings at some point? Did people take you out to dinner? Did they fly you out for a meeting? Did been, you consider? Bidding wars. I've been in bidding wars. That was at the beginning. But every good artist, I think, at the beginning of their career goes to that. But I'm, t- I'm here to tell you, shorties, don't get gas. It only lasts for a year. <laughs> <laughs> Just make sure you can get offers for 25, 24 years like me. Yeah. Yeah. I get offers every year. So, you know, no, but no, but that first that first year where you're the hot guy on the block, you can only be the hot guy on the block one time. Right. That's it. <laughs> Just like you can only be, you know, the new guy in school one time. Yeah. Yep. Yep. You know, just make it count. But you you kind of came up in an era when um rappers such as yourself, I think there was more of a lane into like getting signed and being on a major sure. and kind of all that type of shit. Um 
did you how how did you approach that? Because it was like that was happening, and also in in the lane that you're in and that we're familiar with, people were like, "Oh, that's whack." Right. Like, how did you manage that? Well, 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 you know, I never was that backpack. You know, what I'm saying to be able yeah. to be like, not on a you know, get a record deal. Like I, that, that was the goal when we first came in the game. And back then it was more, you was, you was getting signed based on your skill and what mm -hmm. kind of crowds you had, you know, what kind of following you had. So it wasn't really necessarily like, um, some bubblegum shit that they, they were signed, you know, cause, cause they had labels at that time had a certain amount of integrity cause they didn't want to be known for putting out cookie cutter shit. You know what I'm saying? But then once cookie cutter shit became the, forefront of the shit, it's cool to be cookie cutter now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But still at the end of the day, you know, the people that that's really, really sticking are people that have substance. Absolutely. Um, if you don't mind, I want to go back to a couple of projects you did um, in the back catalog. Maybe we could just say if, if do you have any stories about working with uh, DJ Muggs on pain language or did you learn anything from him in particular? Was that a, a big release for you? I, with, with Muggs, I learned how to uh, calm down the way I, when I record. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I was uh, I don't I don't. I don't go in a booth and rap, per se. Huh. I go in a booth and do my shit. Like a lot of dudes go in a booth and they they they're rapping. They have a rapper. They go into a rapper dude. When you hear me, you hear me. You know what I mean? I'm not giving you the the rapper voice. Like yeah, I'm doing the yeah. yeah. I know dudes with light voices that go in the booth and go. I'm like, what is that, man? Right? Like. You, you, your voice is actually doper than the rap voice you're trying to portray. You know what I mean? Yeah, we, we've done a couple hundred of these interviews now, and it's I, I always take note of who sounds like themselves. Right. You sound exactly like yourself. Vast Air no. <laughs> sounded exactly like himself. And some people right. have kind of a different thing. And it's I don't think they're doing a character. It's just interesting right. to hear. <laughs> they, you know. they go on a rapper voice, right? Sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's definitely a thing. Um, so, so... Kind of on that too, um, I really like the project that you just dropped with uh, Evidence Thank you. Um, last year. That was that was super sick. Me and Nate talked about it a bunch. Can One you talk favorites. about like cr from a craft perspective? Those beats are kind of uh, were more open and sparse. Mm -hmm. I don't want to say drumless, but yeah. you know, it was more sparse and open, which is a little bit different for you. Did you have to vary your approach at all, or you were kind of just doing Asia? Nah, because. It's really that's hip hop. Original hip hop was kind of like always, always kind of like that. You know what I'm saying? Like kind of raw, stripped down. It really didn't get overproduced till after Dr. Dre. You know what I'm saying? Like that Scott Storchy Dr. Dre shit made it overproduced. You know what I'm saying? Where you just da 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 like you know what I mean? Like, and I I'm not saying that that's not hip. I'm just saying like you know that's a, a different another level. Whereas like what we do is like more stripped down back to the basement, you know what I mean? Yo, this next project, I mean, the next Evidence album that I got, though, watch when y'all hear the frequency on this shit. Okay. Yeah, the frequency on it, because we got updated studio equipment. <laughs> the wiring. Nice, <laughs> nice. Shit about to be crazy. Um, our, I guess- Oh, I don't guess... forget, I got an album coming out with these. DJ Scratch, I, I gotta put that in there before we before anything. Oh, Me wow. and DJ Scratch have a oh, yeah? completed. It's already done. It's been done. You know what I mean? 
So that's be amazing. expecting that to come very soon. Okay. Okay. Good to hear. Good damn. Um, how do you go about picking beats? Like, what do you have a? Do, does it just catch your ear when you get the packs? Do you uh, have themes you and then you go looking for a sound to match it? Like, can you talk us through that a little bit? The last thing you said, I do that when I'm doing albums. Okay. As far as like uh, the theme thing, where I, like, I'm looking for a certain sound, you know what I mean? But a lot of times when I'm just, you know, trying to, you know, be creative for the day, I just go with what, how the music sounds. Like what, what I'm feeling like that day. Like this this is how I'm feeling something, right? To this joint right here. This this beat is talking to me. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. Do you... It's, uh, it's funny, I'm not hard to impress it. But I am hard to impress at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> it's like weird. It's gotta, you got to leave some some room for me in the beat, you know? That's yeah, and I'm that was going to be my question. Do you ever, like, uh, get in conversation with a producer? You're working with these amazing producers like Mugs and Evidence. Are you ever like, hey, bro, could you pull that back? Could you do this? Or do you kind of... Well, with Evidence and Mugs, they kind of are more OG. So they kind of, they're always going to leave room for the first. Okay. Whereas somebody that's just kind of like new, they so hype with making beats. They just the beat is playing. It ain't. They, it's not arranged. You know what I'm saying? That's what the new new guys do. Older cats, they kind of understand. Like yo, his rap right here. They'll even the old the OGs will usually even say yo, rap right here. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? That this is where I planned on you coming in at. You know what I mean? Whereas somebody else would just take the beat, the, it might be a voice sample through the whole beat. They never broke it down and made it interesting in the middle, you know what I'm saying? Right, right. That's when an older person like me, I do a lot of arrangements to other people's beats, mm. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. If I don't do it, my engineer's, my engineer's style will. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, how do you go about uh, looking for features these days? Like both, are you for hire for features? And then like when you're it's doing a, your album for hire. Yeah, I'm there I, I don't care you, you got the money I'm there for the job gotcha. MC, Hammer, MC Hammer could be making a comeback if he called me for a verse he can get it you know what I mean <laughs> man's behind. I, love, I love my job you know what I mean and then there's no recycled features or none of that I write per- specifically for the, for the feature that's, you know that's I mean? great and then when you're putting your albums together are you trying to draw from younger talent are are there people you've always wanted to work with how do you think about who you want to rhyme with kind of make it organic thing um it's kind of organic uh like even the feature i'm about to do right now it's going to be an unexpected feature to the outsider but the world doesn't know i really know this person like we really know each other like before his conception into the game but the, the the Music people be like, what the fuck? What is this? <laughs> yeah. And I like features like that. You know what I mean? Unexpected features. Like, I wasn't expecting that one. You know? Just like I put JoJo Simmons on my last uh, project. Right. You know what I'm saying? People yeah. wasn't expected. Like, what the fuck? And he was snapping. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just how you place people. Because sometimes I think people just get features for the name. And they yep. don't do it for the artistic value. Like, I can do a song with Young Thug and make it though. Like, make it some shit mm-hmm. that... Even his family should be like, oh, shit, I never heard him like that. You know what I mean? Right, like, mm-hmm. right. It's just the production and how you place it. Whereas if you can meet somebody halfway where they're able to do their thing and you're able to do your thing and it makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Whereas I think a lot of times dudes get with these artists and they trying to jump on their wave instead of mm-hmm. blending. Like when I heard um, 
One of my favorite two chain features is the one on De La Soul album because mm-hmm. it was yeah. so unexpected. Yep. He yep. bodied that. Shit. Yeah, he did. He bodied De La Soul album. It was like because you know we know two chains can rap, but when you hear it yeah. on a real joint joint, you like, oh shit, he don't even, yeah. he don't even sound like a trap rapper. He sound like he been on he been on Shade Forty Five. It's all crazy. right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I like doing shit like that. When you pull people out of their element and they pull you out of your element, y'all kind of like meet in the middle ground. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. That's 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 dope. You you strike me as a person who who stays current um in terms of uh your your rap knowledge. Who who are the artists that are out right now that are like exciting to you that you you actually check for? Uh it would be As far as outside of my crew, um, mm-hmm. y'all gonna, the, 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 if I tell y'all my real choice, my real, y'all want to know what I really listen to? Keep it to. real. Keep it real. Yes. 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 I listen to a lot of action, Bryson. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I listen to, uh, what else? Uh, Willie the Kid. Um, who else? Uh, my man, Rome Streets. Uh, well, Ransom, Thirty Eight Special, of course. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, my man, Kay Burns. Uh, but outside of my crew, that's 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 what it is. I would say, like you know, Action Bronsons, the the uh, G Pericos and mm. uh, Larry Jones. And I listen to all the all the current young people. Stuff, shit, I, yeah, you know, yeah. I, um, what else? What's the trap shit I like? Uh, what was I fucking with, man? Oh, what's Drake your brother name, man? Uh, uh, Ralphie the Plug. Ralphie the Plug, yeah, 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 yeah. I like his shit. I like his shit, too. I've been watching a lot of his videos and shit. Yeah. I like Rio the, Rio the Young OG and RMC Mike. You know what I'm saying? Uh, shit, I can't think right now because I'm kind of on the spot. No, it's all but, good. I like, like a lot of shit that people might not necessarily think that I would fuck with. It's you know pretty I mean? obvious from that list. You're a big rap fan still. Yeah, yeah, it, you're not jaded fan. off this. You're not, nah, you're not, I'm not over like this. Stuck in the 90s and shit. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love that shit too. But I, my, my, I know how to go with the times and pick what I like out of the game. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Yeah. Do you have times you need to not listen to other people's lyrics so you can make sure you're in the zone with your stuff? Or is it just kind of always in the ether? Me. Yeah. It doesn't bother me. I'm not, I, you know, I think a lot of the dudes be fronting when they say that. You know, like, <laughs> uh, when I make you my album, I don't listen to nobody. Like, shut up, <laughs> Weirdo. Like, I don't I, I, I listen to everything so I won't be caught up in nothing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I listen to everything so I won't sound like one person. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I listen to it all. So I, if you scramble it up, you'll stay yourself. If you, if you listen to one dude 30 times, you can, you're going to chip off his style. Yeah. Yep. I mean, so I try to listen to a little bit of everything. That's dope. And I, I definitely think that comes through, man. I, I wish uh you could uh do some some coaching with some other rappers <laughs> your age to be like <laughs> better guys. Do some counseling. Yeah, just do some counseling. Like, hey, listen to shit and kind of kind of flow with it. Um wanna wanna give you a chance to plug uh you got a new Record coming out, a uh, new Gold Chain Music project. Yeah, Tell man. Us about that. Um, oh my gosh, this is probably gonna be one of the dopest movement that that's, that people have seen in a long time. When this when this when this music drops, man, it's a double LP. Um, 
and you know it's to to make a solid double LP, you got to be careful with that. Mm-hmm. Yo, this shit we got right here, bro, it's gonna last for the next twenty years, man. For reals, Yara, Piff James, Dirty Digs, K Burns, Supreme Cerebral, Montage One, um, Lennox Shoes, Piff James, my man Scar. It's a lot of us, man. We got. You're coming, man. Shout out to my boy Scar, too. Me and him got an uh, album called Duffel, Duffel Gods. I got a lot of projects coming, man. A you lot. Sure do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, before we wrap, it sounds like you just have an insane amount of music that will come out. Do you have a huge vault of unreleased stuff from the last decades? A lot, a lot. I have joints. I got unreleased Quasimodo, Planet Asia songs. Mm. I got... Uh, me and Super Dave West, unreleased, wow. Jake One, Vitamin D. Uh, who think of somebody? I every yeah. producer before they got blew up. I even yeah. got two Kanye West songs. You know what Damn. Yeah. 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 I got all that type of shit, man. Well, you know, the non Porter with Martin Luther on the hook. Uh, I got uh all kinds of shit that never dropped, bro. Well, let me just say give a plug for the fans. All of it is- Ate that era stuff. Okay. Oh, that's ill. Yeah. That's ill. It's safe then. It's not on a hard drive somewhere. Yeah. Nah, nah, it's, safe. it's safe. On well. some VHS tape. <laughs> <laughs> Archival shit. Yeah. Right. From the fans' perspective, don't hold it forever. Let us let us nah, hear not, some of it. Someday. I'm trying to figure it out. We trying to all figure right. it out how to, how, to, how, to, how to you know get all this stuff together. Yeah, I hear it. I I know it's complicated. There's politics and everything. Yeah. But Planet Asia, we just want to say thanks. Man. Yeah, we, thank we, you, man. We, thanks we, for we like your music. Up. It was fun to talk to you. Thank you. I appreciate that, John. For real. Absolutely. All right. Uh, Dad, think- bye. Dad by the rap. They don't get no credit in that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Appreciate Love you, it. man. Love it, man. Uh, Be well. Peace. Peace. All right, that was our conversation with rapper slash mercenary, Planet Asia. Um, He fits into the category that I would say maybe a third of the rappers we talk to, rappers who rap in their actual voice. When you talk to them, you're like, oh, that that is them. I can close my eyes right now and I know I'm talking to Planet Asia. Um, San Jose's in your area. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah, super cool cat. Yeah, yeah, he was awesome, full of energy. Um, he was in the studio. It reminded me of when we went to Vast Air. I didn't know all studios have like strip club lighting. Oh no, no I was I was standard. waiting for you to jump in. Um, I, it's funny. I guess like the, the only studio I've ever been to is Jerry's, and it's like very normal lighting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Jerry's from another era. Shut up, the hermit. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I, I feel like. Um, it was great to see him in the studio because it's representative of just the work ethic. Like, Putting in work. Yeah, for years and years and years and still uh, has a pretty sharp pin game. So excited to uh, hear his upcoming releases and some of these unreleased joints he was talking about. 
fucking so, bananas. Crazy, crazy how many songs he has. I, I I do get why things don't come out, but then I also don't get why. It's like why things don't come just out. Just put it out. Yeah. You want to hear a thing I've been thinking a lot about lately? Sure. Why, when it was so hard to make a record, you used to get instrumentals, acapellas, remixes, <laughs> dubs, uh, etc. And now a single is just like you go on Spotify and you like you like upload the one song. It's like um, we can't get the instrumental, we can't get the acapella, yeah. there's yeah. no remix. It's like, yeah, just take the it's so easy now. So yeah. I don't get why they don't get it to us. And I think they're like afraid of piracy. Oh, yeah. People use, I don't know. I, I'm trying to understand why yeah, we, it's weird. we have the infinite Capacity. farm of Amazon web services. Like the, the cloud is infinite. Like there's no yeah. root, like there's no space constraint. You don't have to worry about putting it on a record. You don't even have to pay that much to yeah. put it. You just pay DistroKid or TuneCore a monthly fee, right? It's not based right. on how many acapellas you put out. Like, right, I don't understand right. why artists don't give us different versions of their work digitally. Like, And uh, honestly, partly because I want to use the beats in between the yeah, same, thing. And so same. I think about this every Wednesday night, but um, I don't, do you well, have thoughts on that? Yeah, well, I think they do in the sense of, you know, you get bandana, right? And then you get bandana beats. And that was the intent from the jump, right? It's like, but that's that's Mad Lib and Mad Lib is like an outlier in this. And that's like one record out of the thousands that have been released in the last 15 years, right? I think people are holding off to see um, if there will be a market. It's kind of like the, the Arm & Hammer instrumentals don't come out to like a while after the record comes out. They could put it as a double thing and just be like, here's but paraffin and paraffin instrumental. That's actually not my point though. My point is why don't they put it on Spotify or Bandcamp? Yeah, that's that's interesting. Yeah, I don't they, know. You're that... you're you're saying the same thing. It's like it's on the record. Like you can get the two LP set with Alchemist Beats on a record, but I can't just get it now you know what i mean yeah no i think it's to create to to kind of hoard the product a little bit to create more more of a demand for the specials and the and the lucy's and all that kind of stuff i think it's it's a little bit of hoarding and i think back in the day when you would get um my favorites were like the rap dubs where it'd be like epmd and you would just hear them like say little things in the track which has no practical purpose but i think a lot of times it was like they were taking up space on a piece of vinyl and it was like, yeah, get up, get another. Let's take this one song and stretch it out for as much as we can because there ain't that many dope songs, right? Like if you get one, you're gonna get the MC Light paper thin, paper thin acapella, paper thin dub. Like they used to just go all in because they're like, we got one thing. Let's like ride it to death. Yeah, but uh, and that's my point. I love stuff like that. Like I'm yeah, like same, sitting same. sitting behind me are several thousand twelve inches. Like I I'm like I miss that era a lot. And like yeah, especially like Daylaw or like Masters of mm. giving you like such great B side stuff. They outtakes. did that thing with their first uh release where it's the if you put it on this groove, it's this song, and if you put it yeah, on yeah. that groove, it's that song. Like um on a so mix funny. i'm working on i just found like a, a whole extra song tucked into a 12 inch i hadn't thought about in years i was just like how many people are really thinking about this song i'm gonna throw this on a mix you know what i mean like it's just, i don't know man it's just like now it's so easy it's like just take all the sliders and put them down except for the vocals and then just <laughs> make that an mp3 and put it on TuneCore. like i don't know i don't know i feel yeah. like they're, they're yeah. limiting creativity and therefore the reach of their music 
by not letting people reinterpret it as easily. And I do think there's some kind of fear of like, oh, but then people will just take my beats and rap over them. And it's like, and? Yeah. Yeah. What's the problem with that? That's how mixtapes are made. That's how like all the greatness and creativity of hip hop came to be. I don't, I I just, I just can't get over the thing that like, and you know, maybe people who are listening who actually know this stuff, who run a label or, you know, think about releasing. If you have really good answers, hit me. I'm I'm open to discussing this. I'm just curious because it's like, when it when it used to cost thousands of dollars and be uh-huh. so hard and you had to use two inch tape, yeah. it was so difficult. And now that it's so easy, I don't get why people don't do it. I just, you're, 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 it's method. It. It's method. Uh, it's the method of delivery versus um, the amount of product. I think in the era you're talking about, the method of delivery was harder, and they had less. Uh, there was less uh, great product. Just in terms, there's more bad product now, but there's more good product too. So it's very, it's a very interesting question. Uh, I definitely um, miss the days of weird, strange rap dubs. We need to bring that back where you can hear the acapella through their headphones on the instrumental type shit. I I love stuff like that. I've talked about this on the show before, but um, uh, I'm like obsessed with this and we'll still, I'll probably listen to it tonight when we hang up. Uh, on the Nas One Love acapella, you can hear him turning the pages. Yeah, yes, yes. It, that so is dope. so cool, man. Like to me, yeah. that's that's like the greatest thing ever. And it's like people, they're like they're people are n- not letting us have moments of discovery like that. Like it, uh, it doesn't matter. And if you like DJ'd a set with it and did it did a nice blend with it or whatever, which I imagine many people have done over the years, I'm not good enough at DJing to do that. You're not going to hear the page turning. You have to no. be like sitting there listening the listener with your experience. headphones on with it cranked up real high up. Sure. I noticed it by mistake one time because yep. I was trying to think of something to do with it or the record kept going after I'd listened to the song. And then I'm like, what is that? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. To me, that's what's special. That's what's interesting. That's the the kind of uh, the real lived experience of it. And like that, that's what's so great about records and record collecting is mm. like that's that's like the the, the odds you're just not ends. gonna get that by just like listening to the song itself. I don't know. I'm just off on a tangent now. But anyway, please, yeah. people with labels, hit me. Why don't you give us instrumentals, acapellas? I understand remixes. Remixes you have to pay remixes are different people don't remix stuff that much you might do a whole remix project or whatever but instrumentals and acapellas put them out there what's the worst thing that could happen we we listen to them and we incorporate them into the show um how how dope would an ethiopes like dubby version be you know what i mean like yeah that that would be huge um all right all right well you never know who's listening out there uh, but yeah, we want to thank everybody for, for tuning in to our Planet Asia interview. You know how it goes down. We are on Twitter at DadBodRapPod. Uh, that's where you can learn about new things uh, that Nate posts. And we are also on Instagram at DadBodRapPod. We are on Patreon. The Patreon community continues to grow. Um, thanks to our, our workhorse, we, we tossed the ball to Nate down in the paint, and he's just been churning out content. So Definitely tap in on our Patreon. We have hours and hours and hours of content, uh, music, and other things for you to, to get with. And video. We, we're, we're in the video space now. As, uh, they, as they say, uh, we've got a face for radio. And there, um, <laughs> Nate. Nate, you cute, man. I'm not going to let you. I'm not going <laughs> to let you do that, man. 
I'm not gonna let you degrade the brand in such a way. Uh, we are one of the cuter podcasts as well. Be on the lookout for the calendar. Um, so yeah, we, we got a bunch of fly shit up there. It's only five dollars a month, or if you do an annual subscription, you get fifteen uh, percent off. So you know what I mean. You can rock with us for a whole year for fifty-one bucks. And Nate, as uh, we got really good advice at the beginning uh, from our patron, Open Mike Eagle, hey. who said, "Don't do tears. It's yeah. too complicated." After yep. laughter comes tears. Tears. Uh, <laughs> tears for fears. But there are people who give more than the stated amount, and we yeah. do drop them little it. things every once in a while. It's not like a monthly commitment, but we have yeah. been known to hook people up with some extra stuff, or actually more frequently early access to stuff. Um, so early, that's early, another another early reason, access drops. Another yeah. reason to you know uh, vote with your dollars. You like this? There it is. You like the hundreds of free episodes? Do a little something. I hate there asking for money. It's disgusting, but here we are. Um, we differ a little bit there, but um, should we should we do like one of those like uh, fake pledge weeks? You know, like when your favorite like public radio station like saves all the cool content for one week. You know that week when you don't listen to it because it's really <laughs> exactly. annoying, and I already have too many tote bags. <laughs> Do y'all want dad bar rap bar totes? I'm gonna take that to the streets. I think um I think uh they would like a handsome tote bag as part of our pledge drive. That shit used to drive me crazy. They'll be like, here's this unreleased Malcolm X speech that we're gonna play for seven minutes and then jump in with like, please donate. Fucking god. Uh so we probably won't do that, but um I don't know. Now my wheels are turning on what would a fly uh Patreon pledge drive uh sound like I'll get back to y'all on that. But yeah, we appreciate everybody rocking with us. We do episodes every Thursday. You know what it is. Dead Bod, Rap Pod.